Once in a while, I'm asked the question, you Catholics, you uh, say certain things uh, um, are scriptural, and, and uh, you, you live the sacraments, and, and where do we find those in Scripture, especially the sacrament of anointing of the sick? We can point them to Mark 6, 13. They anointed many who were sick and cured them. This is good enough for me, right? Well, of course, there is James 2. Let them call for the priest of the church and let the priest pray over them, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick persons. And if they have sinned, their sins will be forgiven them. Pretty clear. Anyway, but that's just really a side point. If you remember back all the way to Sunday, and it seems like a lifetime ago already, well, that was, of course, last month, but all the way I made a reference to the book of Exodus uh, that uh, God had told Moses to tell the people to prepare themselves. We have that, uh, that same uh, alluded to in today's first reading as the author of the book of, or letter to the Hebrews, you've not approached that which can be touched, blazing fire, gloomy darkness, a storm, and trumpet blast, and voice speaking uh, words such as, as those who heard it begged no message be given further address to them. Moses, uh, or the author, is drawing a difference between Moses and Mount Sinai and Jesus and Mount Sion. And we might, we might, might ask, well, what's Mount Zion? Mount Zion was one of the names for um, Jerusalem, one of the mounts in, in Jerusalem. In specific, Mount Zion now, with an S, is uh, the name of the hill, the, uh, for lack of a better phrase, to help you visualize it. It's, if you visualize a mountain, it might be um, too difficult to understand, but the hill in Jerusalem, or outside of Jerusalem, where the cenacle or the place of the Last Supper was. It's the place where Jesus gathered the apostles, washed their feet according to John's Gospel, and gave them, uh, with the Last Supper, the Eucharist. If that's true, which it is, the author is doing something wonderful. I, uh, this is one of my favorite passages to, to ponder when I want to ponder the liturgy itself. We've not approached something that can be touched and something that was terrifying, but we've approached something that's terrifying and inviting, something that we cannot quite touch, something intangible, something that we see only with the eyes of faith, that we've gathered in the living city of God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the countless angels and festal gathering with all the firstborn, the saints, enrolled in heaven. This is what we do every time we come to Mass. This is what we do every time we come and celebrate the sacraments in a a real way. Isn't it wonderful? As I shared on, on Sunday, they begged, no more. And God, through Moses, told them, you're still going to have to listen to me, but it will come differently. But now, all that, all that stuff that caused so much spectacle, now is transformed into something that's approachable. Something that, yes, it's terrible in the original sense of that word, terrible, that it invokes terror in us. I know it's a little early in the morning for a really bad pun, but I'm going to say it anyway. When we realize this, it should scare the hell out of us. 
that this is what we're gathering with, that God the Father is here. There's a beautiful little video out, and I forget the name, I think it's Unveiled is the name of it. You can find it on YouTube. And uh, it goes into, uh, it shows a young man coming into church and just kind of coming, uh, kind of laissez-faire. And all of a sudden, he begins to see what's really happening. If we had those eyes to see what's really happening, we would understand. And today with this gospel passage, we have Jesus summoning the 12 and sending them on, giving them instruction. And I found myself reflecting, well, isn't that wonderful? In the Old Testament, we had God come to his people, his people saying, don't come to us. Here we have God coming to his people through people. God speaking in ways they can hear, they can understand. But do they really hear? Do they really understand? Those that do receive peace. Those that don't, as we hear, have even the dust shaken off the shoes of those who share that message. I don't know about you, but I, I find that really telling of the Lord to tell us to not even take the dust with us. Is there anything more insignificant? The Lord is saying, if they reject you, fine. Walk away, take nothing. Don't even take insult. As we gather this day, we know that here we have approached Mount Zion. Here we ask the Lord to open our eyes to see how he approaches us, not in something that we ought to avoid, but something that unfortunately so often we forget, something magnificent, that God comes to us in ways that he uh, does not terrify us, but still something that ought to remind us that there's something beyond what we can see.